Welcome back to the Ignite Your Legacy podcast. We are honored to have you back uh, listening in. And we're continuing on with the New Year's uh, resolution theme from last week. We discussed um, trying to make an action plan for each child individually, uh, what that looks like, what kind of goals you have. And in that, I wanted to keep that momentum going by diving into the idea of mentoring your children. Now, by definition, mentoring means to advise or to train. And biblically, Proverbs 22 and 6 tells you to train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's important. It's a huge responsibility to be a dad. And I I fall short myself sometimes with this, but uh, it's a constant thing that we need to do uh, to pour into our kids, to develop them into uh, what God created them to be. No pressure, of course, but um, on the line today, I've got a great friend of mine. His name is Chris Elledge. He is the founder of a uh, nonprofit called Fahrenheit Real Life Mentoring. Hello, Chris. Hello, Tim. Thanks for having me on today. Awesome. Glad you could be here. Uh, so I kind of want to go back with you for a little bit and I wanted to get into your adolescence a little bit and I had to have a question of uh, what mentoring, what did mentoring, what mentoring did you receive as a young kid? What did that look like for you? As I think back to my childhood, <clears throat> it was a very complicated childhood, home of an alcoholic father, very poor a lot of dysfunction, a lot of movement, a lot of change, not healthy change. And as I look back, I don't really recall much mentoring at all that I was given. Uh, When I was a little bit older in my teenage years, there was a pastor who became a bit of a father to me. Uh, But even in that, he wasn't so good about having deliberate conversations with me. So short answer, I really didn't have mentoring and this is part of the passion that I have for it because what I've seen, what I see it can do in a person's life, especially a man's life as a man. So it didn't have much growing up. Interesting. So I'm guessing, and I'm guessing that's kind of what, what, what prompted you to really, <clears throat> as an adult now, start this mentoring nonprofit? Very much so. When you, when you see the light come on for a guy to go, you mean I can talk this way? I can talk through every aspect of my life with another man. There's another man on the planet who'll walk a journey with me, who will understand the good, the bad, and the ugly of my life, where shame and guilt are not allowed, but accountability because he loves me is there. It's amazing what that does to a man's heart and mind, uh, Tim. And when I see that, it's a motivator again and again And I say this, when I mentor a guy, um, or if you're mentoring a guy, you don't just mentor that guy. When you speak into their lives um, so deeply, like we're gonna be talking about, you actually impact their wives if they're married, you impact their children, you impact the people they work with. It doesn't just stop with that person. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's, that's really the Bible in in play this is acts right we're supposed mm-hmm. to have this fellowship with other men because uh, man i'm there's there's some things i'm going to come up to across as a dad that i'm going to be blindsided i've not seen this or crossed this bridge before 
man, let me let me holler at such and such because uh, I got a feeling they they already went through this and um, man, it's just being transparent and open and willing to pour into somebody else, another dad, and have a fellowship of dads where you can where you can bounce things off of each other. So I think this is kind of what this is. I mean, that's that's the heart of ignite right there. Um, but the mentoring piece is is something I really wanted to to focus on. Um, what does that look like for? Because uh, I I assume that most of your clients are adults. But what does that what does that look like for um, a juvenile? What does mentoring look like for a juvenile? <clears throat> yeah, you, do you do you come across that much? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing I'm guessing most of your clients are adults. But um, how do we how do we mentor? Uh, our own kids how what what kind of things can we do within the home um on a daily basis that really mentors them to be what god created them to be well it it sounds almost too simple right but but real conversations is where it begins okay choosing it, it doesn't just happen in a home naturally many times uh you know i can say hey let's let's get together sometime and him and have a conversation or just connect okay unless we're deliberate about it and intentional that may not happen so we could get together as two guys and have good intentions but unless one of us initiates the conversation to go below the surface it could end up being a surface conversation the whole time and we walk away from that going that was a nice time but it didn't really help me much you know didn't benefit me a whole lot the same thing happens in our homes you've shared a bit of your childhood with me but uh, truly, I don't remember my daughter. Okay, let me back up. A 17 year old daughter asked me in the last few months, Hey, dad, uh, tell me about some conversations you had with your dad growing up. That's good. And she asked me that, and I thought, Wow, what a great question. But yeah. then I, I didn't have an answer other than that. I said, I didn't have any. And she, yeah. she kind of laughed and said, Oh, dad, come on, you had to have had some. I said, No, as I think about it, I don't rem- remember any real conversations I had with my dad. This is what happened in my home. Again, my dad, he's passed on. He struggled with alcoholism years and upon years, okay? And it destroyed his life. Um, I've come to grips with that um, as an adult, but my dad did not know how to have real conversations with people. Sure. He was struggling so deeply inside. And so I didn't have any real conversations with my dad other than that my dad telling me what to do, what not to do, And that's not a conversation, Tim. Yeah. Telling someone what your kid what to do. Clean up your room. Do this. Don't do that. So you say, how do you do that with a, a, you know, a child, a teenager? Well, I need to look at the whole person, my child. And this is what we do with our mentoring. When I meet a guy, I tell them, this is what we're going to talk about. Everything that involves your life at some point. Not in one conversation, obviously. But over time, we're going to, we're going to look at the, what we believe are six areas that make up a person's life. So can I share those with you briefly? You sure can, but I'm just seeing, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about the permission that a man gives you in in this, this back and forth of allowing you to ask any question, right? In, in the mentoring process. And I think we already have that authority with our kids, right? We are, we are allowed to ask them absolutely anything. <laughs> in their life because we're their dads. So okay. I, I'm just, just, we, I'm just thinking about that. And 
boy, there's nothing they need to sign off on to uh, start to mentoring with their dad because we got the authority. Okay. But yes, no, go okay, ahead. That's please. a great point though, Tim. Well, let's say, uh, okay, as a dad, uh, my daughter, my son, they've reached the age of 15 years of age. Okay. And I've never had real conversations with them. So based on what you just said, yes, as a father, I have the right to have conversations with my, my son or daughter. Yeah. But if I've not done that, and it may be out of ignorance, I may not know how to do that. Okay. But they're, let's say they're, they're in their, uh, they're a teenager and I decide all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to start having real conversations and I'm going to ask my son or daughter to talk about every area of their lives. Can you see where it would be complicated for them to do that all of a sudden? And so as time passes, as our children grow, and this should really stir us as parents, we can lose the right and the privilege to talk to them about anything that they'll receive actually. Yeah. Now I'm hearing what you're saying and that's, that's the importance of starting young. I mean, just, just, developing that safe space where we can actually sit down and talk to man our five-year-old boy right our our seven-year-old boy about some real topics and and not really sugarcoating anything but really talking about where he is in life and uh, age appropriate of course uh, having some serious talks about uh, what it all means and, and developing that safe space where you can continue to circle back and have that talk again you know and develop a plan that's comfortable for you maybe so often every couple of months you sit back and and circle back with them well i, th- I think it's both <clears throat> i say every every so often having a, a deliberate real conversation with your son or daughter uh, is good to set aside a day maybe an hour or two get away and do some of that that's important but what i think is even more critical sometimes is having it a part of a the daily rhythm of your life with that that child to say when you when you ask a child to come home from from school um and say how was your day and uh if if it was stressful for them you know i can look at them oh it's no big deal but for them it's a big deal tim what if i stop and really listen to them and let them tell me that uh they felt bullied that day or they felt embarrassed because they didn't have an answer or they were made fun of at school and as an adult, I've been through that. I go, it really won't impact your life that greatly at the end of the day down the road. But today it's really a big deal for them. So if I yeah. really listen to them and help walk them through that, that does something that, that builds a bonding with a parent and, a, and a, a child that they know, dad really, he listens to me. He cares about my, my situation. They may not be able to put it in those words at the time, but it will build it in, in their hearts and minds and they will come to dad and or mom down the road and share more mm-hmm. difficult situations they're in. Man, I love it. really it. begins with a <clears throat> basic conversation and, and then listening well. Sure. Yeah, I love it. That's That sounds great. I mean, it's a lot of work, right? It's not uh, it's not what a dad wants to do every t- every day he gets home from work, you know. But uh, it really Eventually, the, the goal is to, to have them reach out to you when they're dead and something, uh, you know, something bad happens or, or when they're, they're have questions about something, you want them to reach to you. Um, I know for myself, I, I unfortunately reached out to others when I was a young adult and 
man, I got a lot of misguided, <laughs> misguided advice that uh, that I took and ran with, and it's it set me down a terrible path that uh, took me a long time to recover from. Um, so I, it really, you really want to create that space to where they 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 come to you for que- with questions, right? And so are you saying that you, your peer group, is that where you got information from? Yeah, it was, it was somebody outside of the home. It was, it was, yeah, friends of mine and their okay. family. Yeah. So beginning with just simple conversations, you know, because they will develop into deeper conversations over time. Um, the word trust is an amazing thing. When I know that I have trust with a person that they'll, um, I can talk to them about something that's maybe hidden in my head or heart that I'm struggling with and they, they treat it well, they treat it with respect. They don't shame me or guilt me, but they just listen and try to understand me. Uh, trust is built with that person and it goes deeper over time. And the, the next time they do that and it happens again. And so with our children, um, I want to speak it's important as, as a dad to speak truth into our children's lives that they can't even comprehend yet. Yeah. I want to speak um, things for them in the future that they can't even focus on or imagine right now. That's good. Um, one of my biggest challenges as a mentor, Tim, and you know, and I can see dads maybe struggling with this for their children at some point. Sometimes as a dad, you want more for your, your child your son than they want for themselves than they can imagine for themselves and so it takes the dad taking that lead i know you don't believe this today or you can't see this for yourself but i see this in you and i'm not gonna let go of it i believe this for you for your future that does something to a, a son when a father can do that for him yeah that's good i mean just just building them up and speaking life into their life and and I think that's a, that's a great action step. So for this year, uh, going back with the, uh, with the, the theme of, of building a plan uh, for each child individually, I think this mentoring piece uh, that we're, we're adding to the equation here is, is just basically as an action step, we kind of just set aside time. Is that, is that what I'm hearing to be a, to be a great action step with each one of our kids? It is, but this is what I find that happens. Many dads don't feel um, confident enough, don't feel equipped enough. If you were to say, I want you to mentor your son this year or your daughter, they go, how do I do that? And so Tim, what I'm finding is this, this is part of our work uh, with Fahrenheit Mentoring is this, is that we wanna help find mentors for dads. So they are better equipped to mentor their, their, their children. That's good. And so what I give to, let's say I mentor a, a man who's a father and I'm speaking into his life. He, he is given some tools, some, some deliberate tools, some things to go home and do that with his own son or daughter. And so yeah. what's happening here, the father is becoming more confident to mentor his son or daughter because in the beginning, he doesn't know how to do that. He was never given those tools. And That's true. A, a simple example is this. We're working on a, a, a fear, what we call a fear tool, the impact of fear, how fear impacts our lives in all areas. What if I taught a guy, uh, a dad, 
how to look at his own fear and really assess it and deal with it appropriately, where it mm. doesn't control him anymore. Can you see how that would impact a conversation with his son or daughter who are also dealing with some kind of fear? Absolutely. One of my challenges, I may have shared this with you when one of the first times we met, I grew up in church. I came to Christ at the age of nine, okay? So I'd leave a dysfunctional home and go to church. And in my eyes, from my perspective, I saw nothing but perfect people, hmm. okay? Because no one ever talked about problems at the church. No one, it was very, and it was just the culture. It was kind of surface for the most part. But right. I knew all the struggles we had at home. I also knew all the struggles I had in my, my head as a young boy, as a young teenager, but no one ever talked about it. And so I looked at myself and thought, man, I've, I'm the one with problems. I've got issues. Everyone else is just fine. And so someone could say, well, Chris, I'll pray for you. Thank you for that. I really mean that. Or share right. a scripture with me. I hear a sermon. I hear a Sunday school lesson. But Tim, we're human. Could someone sit down with me? Could another man sit down with me and yeah. practically walk through some aspects of my life? It should have been my father, but he didn't know how to do that. Right. And he never received the tools from his father, you know, probably. And it's, it's, it's in my family, it's, it's, it's a breaking of a, of a cycle. It's, it's what we're, it's what I'm doing. Uh, it's, it's, it's opening up the doors. Cause I know my boy is going to be pouring into his son and, and on and on and on. It's a, it's a generational change that we need to make and we need to be intentional about doing it. I love it, Chris. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the words and, um, man, uh, I just know that, that, uh, you know, for, for me, there's some things that I need to plan out and there's some time I need to set aside personally. But, uh, if you would like more information on, uh, the mentoring for yourself, uh, please visit FahrenheitMentoring.org and, uh, get with Chris. He was, uh, he has blessed my life immensely and just, just his friendship and his fellowship. Um, and I highly recommend, uh, talking with him and uh, maybe gaining some tools that you can use within the home. So Chris, man, I thank you for your time. Tim, I appreciate your time and, and this opportunity because we do have similar backgrounds and it's interesting what God has us both doing. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And it's, it, I don't believe it's by chance at all, sir. I, I believe I met you on purpose and I look forward to serving him uh, with you, the man, for years and years to come. I, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, I, I know that God has put you in my path. And uh, we're going to learn and help each other as well at the same time and help other men, help other dads impact their sons. I mean, you're talking generations again. It's today's a new day. If you haven't had it before, today's a new day. There's hope for you as a dad. Thank God for that that mercy and that grace, man. Well, thanks again. Um, Thank you for uh, listening in guys. I appreciate the, uh, the subscriptions and and if you have not subscribed please click on the subscribe button so that you get uh you're in on top of future recordings and podcasts and we will uh we'll be putting another one out here real soon so please stay tuned and god bless you